Welcome to a new episode of the XR Magazine podcast. My name is Diana Olenik, your host, and today we're going to be speaking about the leader from Warp VR. While working at KLM, Guido saw the challenge of on-the-job training and learning in an operational environment. That brought him to the quest he started six years ago, releasing the power of virtual reality on a scalable close to real life training and development for a more effective, mobile, and engaging way of learning. He's also actively engaged in the challenge of being the father of three young boys, and we're going to be learning about safety training and the management of data. I can't wait to begin. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Hido, for being here today. How is everything going on your side? Uh, thank you, Diana, for having me. It's, uh, well, everything. I'm, I'm located, located in the Netherlands. Uh, so it's, uh, well, actually it's gray, uh, as, as you can expect in winter. Uh, and it's pretty cold, but not, uh, not, no, not below, uh, freezing point, uh, unfortunately, because then we could ice skate. Uh, but yeah, you know, other than that, it's the beginning of 2023. So it's an exciting year. Uh, for us, uh, as a business, but of course also personal with, uh, yeah, with three kids, uh, three young boys uh, running around. So it's, uh, uh, we're, we're ready for it. Yeah. That sounds like a beautiful time in life. And also, as you mentioned, 2023 is a great opportunity for us as well as every year to start, um, capitalizing more and more in these rapid changes that technology uh, is having right yes. now and the releases of maybe new devices and new stuff going on. So that's an exciting time for all the people that is in this in this field. Thank you so much. Sure. Please let us know a little bit about yourself in any direction that you want to go. It's all welcome because this is all about humanity and how we are anyways connected with technology. So learning about a little bit uh, your personal side how did you begin or from any point that you want to start and yeah. how this take you to create or with your team warp vr yes yeah, thank you so much so um yeah the, yeah the, the question is where do you begin but um uh, uh let's say i i studied architecture uh because back in the days i you know when i was very young i wanted to become a carpenter even yeah. uh but uh yeah i i could go to uh, to study at a university so i went uh, eventually i went to the technical university in delft um but uh in the end i kind of more drifted in the way of um urban development and urban management mm -hmm. uh so not necessarily the very architectural part but more the yeah, how do you design with well, humans and processes and, and kind of their workflow. Um, and then by chance, I ended up at KLM. So yeah, that's the airline, um, mm. one of the oldest or the oldest airline uh, in the world, um, uh, where I started it within the IT department, uh, did various uh, uh, things also. Um, uh, Air France KLM, because of course that's uh, the, the, the group. Um, uh, also uh, kind of bringing departments together, um, when it was very, still very early days. Um, but it was also the place where I kind of started my own startup 
already back then, which was all about gamification and serious games and how do you do apply that within the company. Um, uh, and in that kind of well journey, I also came across kind of various, well, let's say business challenges uh, where I, I kind of, in, in summary, I saw the challenge of situational training and on-the-job training and how do you do that in such an operational environment with large groups of people uh, and how do you make that kind of repeatable and scalable, right? So, so and that's, um, uh, it, it, it's very difficult for companies to, to train at scale in that sense. Um, uh, and, and well, combining that with virtual reality and specifically 360 video, which I came across back then, and I'm talking six, seven, eight years ago. So it's, it's been a while. Um, uh, and combining that and, and, and kind of a gamification layer, uh, the opportunities or the challenges and then making uh, 360 video interactive. So creating kind of really learning environments where you can, well, learn by doing and by experiencing and, and, and experiencing consequences. So that's where it kind of all started for me. And in the end, this was kind of the, the setup, uh, for another, well, let's say dream or ambition I had to, uh, once start my own company. So that's where I kind of, uh, Warp VR was born. Oh, that's interesting to know the background. I find very interesting as well that you come from an architectural background because I love architecture somehow. I'm an engineer, but also I have some love for architecture and we create digital experiences that are based on architectural spaces anyway. Yeah. So yeah. that's a very, very interesting um background. I appreciate sharing that. And also, yeah, that journey that led you to go through an airline unexpectedly and then going to like working with the training aspect of companies to end up in what they are creating actually training for the workforce, right? So yes. please let us know a little bit about those beginnings of, of Warp VR. What were the challenges at the beginning and how did you overcome them? So, you know, really in the beginning, um, 360 video, uh, which, which was for us, um, kind of the, the starting point and, and uh, maybe a little bit on the reason why, because of course, uh, we have kind of the 3D world and, and, and the kind of the computer generated world, but we really focused on 360 video from the start. Um, and, and basically it, uh, it had a couple of reasons. One, it was real or it is real, right? So, it is as close to reality as you can get. Uh, that uh, real situations, real locations, real people, right? And, and that emotional element was what kind of attracted me and my partners to say, okay, let's, let's go down that route. Um, uh, and, and, and having that vision of when we make it interactive and you can play it on a headset or even a mobile phone then you can scale it, right? Because then it doesn't matter anymore if you want to train five people or 5,000 people, uh, it is available. That situation is digitally inv- uh, available. Mm-hmm. So that's where we start. We start actually with an evacuation training within KLM. Uh, that was one of the first kind of projects, right? What do you do 
when the um, uh, the siren goes, right? The alarm goes, um, and and you have to go outside. And everybody knows that real life drill, right? Uh, whether you're in the office or in in a in a hangar, in this case. But what happens, um, and that it is connecting to that business challenge, is okay. So the alarm goes, and then everybody walks outside. Right. And they we follow each other because probably my uh, my colleague in front of me will know what exactly what to do. And then I hope I get well, I end up outside without any harm. But uh, that's and and then when everybody's out, then we're trained right all together. And but the question, of course, is when really something happens, when there is a really dangerous situations, how do you then react? Because then the situation becomes emotional and challenging and has an emotional impact on you. Um, and that triggers fight, flight or freeze mechanisms, right? So that's where um, it, it becomes how do you respond in a real situation? And then uh, kind of to begin with the question, how do I get those situations to people instead of those people having to go to that situation. And that core is where we are still at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the challenge, a kind of additional challenge we, we, well, let's say post on ourselves was, okay, so now we were able to create such experiences, right? So the evacuation training we did, but we also did a CPR training. Uh, we did something for the fire department. Uh, but in the end, we wanted to provide the tools or give the tools in the hands of other creators, right? So that's where, um, oh, the first idea began. Okay. Let's create a tool, which is now Warp Studio and is a platform where we enable others, people, institutions, companies to start creating, distributing and also analyzing their own VR content. Um, but it really started and the struggle was, of course, on, um, you know, when we, st- when we started with 360 video, I don't know if you, if, if you ever, you know, went down that route, but, you know, we 3D printed kind of a, um, a mold or a, uh, where you had to put in the 360, no, the, uh, what was it? The, um, the GoPro cameras, right? So with mm. all the different angles and then, Eventually, uh, you, you could kind of create that sphere where the, the stitch lines were hopefully, well, uh, connecting. So all that into hopefully create something which was really close to real life. Um, yeah, those, those were the challenges of, of, mm. of, let's say the first steps of what we were doing. Yeah, I can see trying to stitch everything and that is a lot of manual work. And I guess, yeah, that's, that's a lot of, um, recognition there for all of that, trying to create that solution and bring the actual situational, um, scenario as it would happen in real life. I think that that is crucial. And that is one of the main differences between the training that we are having right now in companies where I myself as an engineer, you know, I've been in many safety trainings in the construction company. It's a lot of this type of training. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have experienced firsthand how it is to have CPR, uh, the fire, like the uh, scaffolds, all of this type of training. 
but it's all mostly theory, first of all. And yes. second, if you are trying to, like, if you're wearing the harness and you're trying to replicate, you're not under something super important that you mentioned, the emotional pressure, which is what makes you act different. One thing is to have the theory, but another thing is to feel like you're actually there, which re- completely derails the theory and you forget about what were all the procedures. So I'm super excited that you mentioned that. If anybody is listening to this and is trying to create an experience related with training, this is absolutely important, essential. That now with this technology, we have the possibility to actually replicate a scenario which might trigger the real emotions that might happen. And more studying this type of data, then that's how we can refine more these experiences to know exactly what potential outcomes could come out of the of the situation and how people react in these uh, real scenarios. That's amazing. Very true. Yeah. yeah so, very true. so when you created these 360 videos and then people started using them with the, with the Oculus at that time as well, right? Yeah. How did you evolve to actually using, um, maybe instead of the 360 videos, other, other, other resources if, if you have, um, done, done that? Yeah. No, well, actually we stayed with 360 video. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I think what, what the, the, um, uh, the, one of the biggest learnings we had kind of in that journey, uh, journey is that in the end, what, what the power is, uh, so, so a couple of things. So first you also mentioned that uh, e-learning or let's say the, the traditional methods of learning is very theoretical. It's very knowledge based. Of course, on the other end of the spectrum, we have that real life training, but that's not scalable, right? It's, it's, you have to be there. It's on a Monday morning. It's, you know, it's cold. You are with 20 people. You cannot hear what the instructor, instructor is saying. <laughs> it's, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, you have free coffee, but it, 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 <laughs> that's about it, right? So that's, um, and it's, and, and, and sometimes it's good to have some, some physical, Practice, yes, mm. but let's say in between or in addition, that situational part, which you also touched upon, is very much missing. So that was the piece we wanted to bring. Um, and let's say the philosophy under that we uh, as, uh, saw, and that's why we're still with 360 video, is much more the story-based approach, mm-hmm. right? So putting you in a real-life situation. Mm-hmm. Because current training is also very instructional. You have to do this. You have to do A, B, and C, right? Okay, which is um, uh, uh, which really helps. But the question is, uh, um, do you still remember that you have to do first A, then B, then C mm-hmm. when you're under pressure and when you're in that real situation? And, and, and that's where kind of we're, we're taking it now and, and, and kind of really refining it is putting you in that story, right? Scenario story based. We are humans, right? We learn by doing, but we also, we are also very prone to stories. We're visual beings. So it's, uh, and, and, and that's again, the core of what we're trying to do is, is, is basically bring that experience digitally to you 
And now you have that in your backpack, right? So, and that can be for safety, but it can also be for nursing, right? And so when you, when you come out of school or during school, um, uh, you can have all the theory, but it gets really trying in that sense or difficult or, 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 uh, challenging when you're in a room with the family of the patient and where they are very unhappy with the treatment you're giving or where there is a dilemma uh, you have to solve at that uh, point in time, which is all about, you know, experience and that human interaction. And, and but those situations you can hardly train. And then if you look across industries, there are thousands, millions. I don't know the number, but there are. Uh, almost an infinite amount of situations where you would want people to be able to train in. And that's where kind of our, you know, mission vision is, is moving towards is kind of building that library of the future where you can say, you know, now you can, you can take a book and, and take knowledge in, but uh, we're, we're moving and we're building that library of the future where you take can take an experience and you have more experience to gain and more confidence to engage in real life situations. Yeah, that's amazing. I understand that you also have, you also implemented in your uh, platform uh, the possibility to analyze training performance. So my, my question is, how did you do that? What time of, what type of training performance businesses or companies can be aware of? And your experience creating them. Yeah. So thanks. Great question uh, in this. Uh, also, because, of course, there is a lot of value and potential value in the data. Right. So in a way, it's the first time that you actually have data on performance, on how do people respond? What do they do? What decisions do they make? in this certain situation or at this certain point in time in that situation. So we capture the data. Eh, how fast do you respond? What choices do you make? Where do you look? Right? All that, 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 let's say performance data. Um, the, well, the, in, let's say I, w- I wanted to say funny thing, but it's, let's say interesting thing is that that is very much at the, early, early stage, right? VR and VR training is an early stage, but use of data is, mm-hmm. is even before that. Yeah. Um, it's becoming more and more, but it's more at first, it's about the creation of the scenario. How the hell are we going to create that flow? How are we going to uh, create that storyboard, that storyline? Okay, now how can we film, you know, and how can we do that? And how can we then make it one experience? And then how can we distribute it? So there's a whole chain of things before actually capturing the data. And with a couple of clients, we're now at that stage or starting to get at that stage where they say, okay, now we've trained 300, 3,000, whatever the number is, people, let's have a better look at the data. So what can we learn? Uh, so, and the interesting thing also is that you can, um, you can use the data on an individual level, right? Because now I can, yeah, I can say, okay, let's, let's take this soft skill situation, a sales training or a difficult customer training. 
and then you say, okay, so I can, I can give you a evaluation form before. And so you can kind of self-assess. Okay. I think I would do score this. Then you go into the scenario and then you do a post evaluation, but also based on the data, you can do kind of a one-on-one peer session where you say, okay, um, what did you do? And there's a big difference, um, in, in, I think in the shift there because before or without using VR, it's much more about what would you do, right? So this is the situation. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Which is very different than, okay, now you've been in the situation, you did stuff. So now it's more about the data, what you actually did instead of eh, what would you do? So there's, there's this, I think, very interesting, uh, shift possible. Uh, and of course on the individual level, but also on, 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 uh, kind of a group level, because now you can even see, okay, yeah, in the evacuation scenario example, everybody has to go to the left, mm-hmm. but now I see out of a hundred, 30 people go to the right. Yeah. Well, why is that? Right. Mm-hmm. It can be, it can be the situation. It can even be a, a sign somewhere, mm-hmm. which we never noticed, but mm-hmm. yeah, it does it apparently is unclear. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or, or and nudges people to make the wrong decision. So there's there's this whole field and um, yeah uh, uh, insights to be gained from using the data. Um, and you know, I, as you can maybe tell, I'm 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 excited about the possibilities, but it's also very early days. Um, and and we also did some. Well, let's say front running work with, uh, with the lady also in the US, um, Jennifer Rogers to, to see, okay, so how can we take the data and maybe even connect it to, let's say, for example, a safety system, right? So what is the matrix? What are the skills that you need to have and how are we going to assess them and how? So there's a, there's a whole world to be won. Yeah, for sure. That's super interesting. I can even be, I can even kind of foresee the use of artificial intelligence at some point in all of this with sensors and stuff that can read all of these behaviors and all of these things and inform more how to make it like spaces more safer. <laughs> even yes, yeah. actually before Definitely. things this happen like a like a risk assessment based on data, you know, preventing the accidents and stuff. So, oof, it is like, wow. Yes. I, I yeah. can see a lot, a lot of uh, application there. Like your, your platform actually, it seems on the outset only training, but it's even more than that. Like it's even like a platform could be a platform as well for research purposes and to yes. e- evolve into actual the data. What you mentioned that is right now we don't care a lot about the data during the training. But now with this, we can incorporate the data and evolve it into, into uh, a feeding system for make it actually, actually better. Yes. Right now yeah. the experiences end in the training and it's all your problem. Whenever this happens, you're supposed to behave, which is so outdated when we think about it. It's how are we expecting people to, it's actually silly to think that. Exactly. But that's yeah, the training yeah. that all the companies are having right now. It's insane. Yes. So this is a call yeah, for companies to yeah. evolve into what is available right now because those are not going to be, if something happens, pretty sure those trainings 
are not going to be remembered letter by letter, letter exactly. and even if they were remembered, behavior is one thing and knowledge is another thing. So, yeah, yeah. thank you for pointing yeah. that out. You also mentioned that you have, like you created some sort of way where creators also can put their experiences there. Can can you please expand yeah. on that? that? That sounds super exciting. Yes. Um, uh, well, I was uh, I was hoping that you would ask that question because in the end, you know, that, that that's that's kind of the core of who we are uh, and and what we want to do. In a way, we want to democratize VR and the creation of VR, right? So that's that's um, uh, that's part of the goal. Um, so Warp Studio, in a way, is a SaaS platform, right? Software as a service where you can log in and where you have all the tools to as as well as a creator but basically as anybody you can start creating your own um uh, scenarios and that can be very simple you know like a tour around your house right mm-hmm. it can be it can be that level but it can all stretch all the way into a very complex soft skill scenario where you have interactions with humans and and, and difficulties and and all that mm-hmm. um the platform, in a way, is uh, provides you with the building blocks to really easily create. And really, it's about drag and drop. Uh, it looks like a kind of a decision flow, um, uh, but 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 it's also a collaboration tool where you and your colleague or and and maybe another five colleagues can really, uh, literally work together. As, as a Google Sheet or a Miro or whatever you add, the, the, the tools you're familiar with, um, in saying, okay, so what is the scenario? What is my learning goal? Uh, who am I? Where am I? Uh, what are the dilemmas, right? So you all plot that out into a scenario. And um, uh, in addition to that, you also think about what should happen then in the video, right? So it's about, hey, where, uh, what, are, what are the interactions? What are the elements? Uh, so you map that out and you have all the connections. So you really have that kind of decision tree. Um, uh, well, ex- uh, no, um, image in front of you where, uh, where you can drag and drop. And then based on that, because you also thought about, okay, what should I film? What, what piece of video should be part of this? Um, uh, you scripted it in that sense. Um, you can easily export that flow into a script. So now you can print it out or bring it to the set. And now you know exactly what you need to film. So you can be very efficient in your filming, right? So we often see half a day or a day or max two. You you actually have all your scenario, no, all your scenes, all your pieces of video recorded. Uh, because they're not, it, it's, those are not long pieces of video, right? It's short. It's like 30 seconds, 40 seconds, because within that short scene, you're going to make a decision. You're going to go left or right or whatever decision is, and you will progress into another scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a 360 camera is readily available, right? It's like 500 mm-hmm. or 800 bucks, yeah. uh, and you have a full set, and you're good to go. So, um, and 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 back in the days when we started, the whole editing was super complex and, and difficult and stitching, but now there's uh, there's software which mm-hmm. comes with often the uh, the 360 camera which all does it well almost instantly mm-hmm. um and then you have your your pieces of video you upload them to the platform and you basically connect the flow you already had with the pieces of video 
uh, you, uh, you you position your three uh, your uh, interaction elements. You hit publish, and a couple of minutes later, your own VR scenario is ready to be played. And you can play it on a mobile phone, you can play it on a tablet, you can play it on a headset. And as of well, let's say now, you can also play it in your web browser. Um, of course, not the best and fully immersive experience, but still. It's a stepping stone also for companies to, to get there. Right. So, so you publish and then people start playing. Um, and then of course, then we're back at the data part, uh, the, the data part, because then, uh, we, you get all the data in from, uh, from where they're playing. But yeah, so that's the core. It's really a tool. You can do it. You can have your own scenario up and running in, uh, let's say a couple of days. Uh, uh, even because it's uh, it's that easy to do. Mm-hmm. Wow, I have to say that I love the tool because it is like every time we see more and more of these companies bringing more of these possibilities to creators to become more independent into how they want to customize it, you know, for their own situation. And also yeah. for these creators, I guess, also having the opportunity to other people discover how they are uh, doing this work, or maybe this can also be experience that works for someone else. So sharing that, I think that that's a great way to go. Um, there is the opportunity for companies to deal directly with business to business, but also there is the opportunity for the company to grow through the talents of other people like creators rather than them themselves yeah. uh, doing all of this scalability, hiring people to create all of these experiences. Yeah. So I think that that is a very, very smart move and very um, good example for people to learn in, um, you know, scaling these um, companies and experiences. I am very excited about your platform. Um, we're going to be doing a, a couple of videos sharing that. And also I like, I like to highlight that, um, like you, you created all of these massive things, just like to make a conclusion here. You're a lovely father of three boys, a beautiful family. Uh, so busy. How do you manage to create all of these? How do you work with your team? If you like to share, just to uh, make a summary here or conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, that's an interesting uh, question, of course. How to balance um, uh, personal and business life? Um, as a team, we are as of well end of this month, we're fully remote. So we said goodbye to our office. Um, which is an interesting, um, uh, well, experiment almost. So we're now a team of 10. We're in, uh, based in, in, or close to Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Um, but now, uh, basically, uh, everywhere because, uh, we all already have a team member in Macedonia. We have a team member in Mexico. So oh. we're already kind of, um, well, uh, dispersed around the globe uh, as it is. Mm. Um, but I think the impact for me is that, you know, it can be flexible. And I think that's, that's the best way to, uh, well, to make it work. Also, uh, with, uh, with the three boys uh, at home and, uh, also the challenge there. But, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's that finding that balance, which is not always easy. Uh, of course not. Um, but, you know, so far so good. And then, of course, it helps to have these kinds of conversations to have, 
you know, these, um, well, uh, that, that, that it's, you feel that you're contributing and that you're, uh, that, you, that we're moving somewhere. So that's, uh, that gives the energy to, uh, yeah. to make it happen. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that I like to share a lot about the human aspect of, you know, the, this creation, because at the end of the day, we see the apps there in the store and it's just the app. It's just the product, but there is a human behind that product. And it's super yes. nice to understand the life of the person. What are their values? What drive them? Their mission? Their why? Which is what yep. uh, makes people to want to, to maybe explore more the app as, as understanding. Oh, He's, he's just like me. I have some kids. I also have challenges <laughs> yeah. like that. He yeah. understands where I'm coming from. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of yeah. that. I think that is so beautiful that you're um, living fully. First of all, remote with the company because I think that that's the future. I don't believe anymore in having people standing in a place and committing with certain schedule. We have to think like beyond, which is like yeah. the humanity that we're speaking about. People can be yeah. as productive as in, as, as it evolves more and more and more technology allows for that. We can be as effective and as productive in a different setting, perhaps, and with the, the flexibility of still enjoying things for life. For example, you want to be flexible to still enjoy some minutes with your kids, which is beautiful. Exactly. Giving the opportunity yeah. to other human beings to also experience their humanity and share with their family is something that is super beautiful. And I really appreciate that you're setting that example. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, we're trying. Session. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> so much for that opportunity to learn from you to listen to your journey, which is the what inspires people, actually. And I'm inviting anybody to check out what VR and the studio. So I'm also going to be inviting some uh, students there to check it out for, you know, start creating some experiences in your platform because it has a lot of yeah. potential. And uh, also it facilitates greatly as per the process described by you the 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 actual publishing of a of experience that can help other people as well. Definitely. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Diana, for this opportunity. It was a real pleasure, and of course, I hope uh, I you know there's some uh, people take some inspiration because I I think you uh, you're very right, and and, and uh, that very much is also something we as a company, but also as as the founders help. Uh, hold high, I should say, is that human aspect, right? And, and that's, that's for us as persons, as a business, but also in those experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's where we try to bring that human to human aspect also into the scenarios, right? Whereas e-learning or training is sometimes very impersonal. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an opportunity to really um, bring that back into, uh, so, you know, I'm really happy that that's the that's the core and that's the uh, the summary of what we talked about. So thank yeah. you for that. That's <laughs> what you brought out. Thank you so much, and see you in the next episode. Bye for now.